Well, hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 65. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. If you are lacking motivation to declutter, you are not alone. In fact, it's one of the main things I hear from moms in my free Facebook group. That and not having the time to declutter are the two major things. And so when it comes to figuring out how we can actually feel motivated or get that motivation we need to start decluttering, which can sometimes feel very daunting and overwhelming, I really believe that it is your deepest why that you have to go back to constantly that's going to help you with that motivation. And your why might be different depending on, of course, what's most important to you. In episode eight, which is called, Is Clutter Stealing From You? Four Things You Can Reclaim Now, Even As a Busy Mom, we went through four different things, which are time, your physical and emotional health, focus, and energy. And those might be part of your deepest why. Another might be that you are able to break generational patterns by teaching your kids how to have a healthy relationship with stuff and how you're modeling that. But another might be that you don't want to be a burden to your family members if you were to pass away unexpectedly. And I talked a little bit about this in episode 61, which is called five questions to get you unstuck on your decluttering journey. And it was question number five. And the question is, if I were to pass away tomorrow, who would be burdened by the stuff that I didn't take care of now? Now this has to do with the concept of Swedish death cleaning. And perhaps you've never heard of that before, or perhaps you're like, whoa, that sounds pretty intense. (laughs) It actually isn't. Uh, The point of it is really to prevent us from being a burden to our loved ones by making sure we're taking care of our stuff now. And it might be just the motivation that you need to start and to consistently stick with a decluttering routine. So we are going to get into five steps that you can take, five simple steps to help you if you want to try out Swedish death cleaning. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. If you have been requesting to join our free Facebook group at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm, I just wanted to let you know that I have a backlog of requests and I am going through them and trying to get through them as quickly as I can. But I am very much looking forward to finishing that as soon as possible. And I've been so happy at the success that people are having in the group, not only with the physical decluttering, 
but also shifting their mindsets about things like emotional attachment, keeping gifts out of guilt, living within their capacity, and much more. And one of the things that is very in line with what we're talking about today is that it has also helped some members deal with some unexpected grief. Um, One of the members, Michelle, she lost her father in August, and she shared this with me um, several months ago. She said, my dad suddenly passed away and all of the decluttering topics and themes we've discussed have really helped as we process through things and stuff. Feeling thankful that my mind was in this decluttering space so it's easier to let things go. And if you are interested in joining, again, it's tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm. And we will be doing another decluttering challenge soon. So look forward to seeing you there. Okay, Swedish death cleaning sounds kind of strange, (laughs) a little bit scary, but I promise it doesn't need to be. Now, it comes from this book that was published in 2017 called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning by this woman. Her name is Margrita Magnussen. I hope I'm saying that right. And she seems like kind of a cool lady. She said in the book that she's between 80 and 100 years old, which I thought was pretty hilarious. But she had to clean out the stuff of several of her loved ones, it seems kind of in rapid succession, and decided after that experience that she wanted to get her own affairs in order so her kids wouldn't have to go through what she went through. And I have heard from several of you that have had to do that with your own loved ones, whether that be your parents or your grandparents or other loved ones. And it is It's very difficult, especially if you don't know what the person wanted to do with things. You don't know whether it was important to them. And it just really is tough for the surviving family members who are also grieving. So what I did after I read the book in 2019 is that I started incorporating some various aspects of it into my own life, even though I'm, you know, 43 now, I was 39 then in good health. And the reason is that I really want to make sure that my husband and I, my kids don't have to go through this burden. So we're going to go through these five steps. Now, some of them are right from the book. Others are things that I've done that are a little bit outside of it, but are kind of in the same vein. The first thing is that before I get started with the list is that you're really wanting to, when you declutter, kind of have this purpose in mind and to recognize that the people you love need to know what you want done with your stuff. That's kind of the point of all of this. So let's go ahead. We're going to dive into these five steps. And I also have a free resource that I created in case you don't want to take any notes. That's fine. And I'll link it in the show notes. It's called five simple steps to start a Swedish death cleaning routine, I believe. And I will have that linked. Okay. So step number one, is to prepare a will and have important information accessible to your loved ones. So my husband's in the military. It's a little bit easier as far as wills and medical directives go. I understand that that is an expense, but if you haven't done that already, again, that has to do with what you want done at the end of your life. Very important not to have your loved ones guessing about that. And as far as important information and documents go, you might want to consider getting a safe deposit box at a bank or a fire safe for your home with important documents. Uh, We actually do something called EFAC, 
which is all the financial documents that we need. I'll link to that in the show notes. And it's just to have things if someone were to pass or in case of emergency. I also have my passwords securely stored. I use one password. I think LastPass is another option. But there's a vault that I actually share with my husband. So if I were to pass or vice versa, then we could actually have the passwords from each other that we can access all of our important things online, such as financial things or really anything, because it seems like you need a million passwords for things nowadays. So that would be the first step. Okay, so step number two is to create a document or a list with your funeral or burial wishes and share it with a loved one. Now, when you have a loved one unexpectedly pass, of course, everyone's grieving, but then there's the logistics of the actual funeral arrangements and figuring out what to do. And you might wonder, what music do they want? What flowers do they want? What readings do they want? And you have absolutely no idea. To kind of put it in happier terms, it would be like planning someone's wedding without knowing any of their preferences, their favorite songs, what readings they want, and so forth. So what I did is just within a Google Doc, I kind of jotted down some ideas for the readings I wanted, my music, my flowers, I decided I'm going to be cremated and become a tree, (laughs) which is kind of funny, but that's my own personal choice. But my kids probably, my husband wouldn't have known that if I didn't write it down. And you can also contact your local funeral home. You can start pre-planning some of these things to relieve the burden of your family. But at the very least, having a really short document that you can share with your spouse is a great place to start. So the next one is something that I hear all the time from people, which has to do with photos. And in episode 24, which is called Instead of Does It Spark Joy, ask these four questions to help you declutter. One of them was, if this item were to spontaneously combust, how would I feel? I've also done something called a natural disaster exercise where I ask the moms I work with if you were to find out that your home flooded, what would you miss? And they have to answer me right away. Well, one of the main things I hear from everyone is that they would miss their physical photos. So one of the ways that we can not only relieve the burden on our family, but also you know, prevent that situation if there were some sort of natural disaster is to scan your physical photos. Now I use a scan snap scanner There's lots of high-powered scanners that can get through photos very quickly, or you can also do the photo capture using the Notes app on your phone. It's helpful for your loved ones to know who are in these photos, especially physical photos that might be from a while back. So even if you're doing it little, little bits at a time, being able to scan your physical photos, and then at least within Google Photos, you can put a note so that you can say who it was and more information about that. And that is really helpful to your family members. Okay, so the fourth step is to do kind of an inventory of the stuff that's most important to you and recording where you want your belongings to go. So that might be your car, furniture, houseware, sentimental items, clothing. And so if you want something to be donated, you can say, okay, I'd like my clothing to be donated to this organization. I would like my car to be donated to, you know, veterans association. And then when it comes to sentimental items, you could even 
ask family members currently, if I were to pass, do you want grandma's such and such? Or I can talk about that, you know, with my own kids, especially as they're getting older to see what they might want. There's nothing that says that you can't start asking kids, you know, if something were to happen to me, would you want this? Or you can talk to your cousins or other relatives. And I actually have this as a document that I've shared with my husband. It can be something very simple, but that way your loved ones wouldn't have to ask the question, where would she have wanted this to go? Now, the last step is something that does come from the book directly. And I really, really like this idea is that you keep a shoebox or some sort of container with things just for you with a note on it that says, throw away when I die. Now that might seem kind of funny, but there are some things that matter just to us, but we don't really feel the need that other people would really find them important. And an example of this in my own life is that I wrote a like hundred page novel, hand wrote it when I was in fourth grade. It was called Life Has Its Ups and Downs. Very compelling. (laughs) I did want to get it published at one point, which is kind of funny now, but I have that. And that only matters to me, it doesn't matter to anyone else. So I have an accordion file with that and some like newspaper articles that I wrote when I was in elementary school. And I have a sticky note on there that says throw away when I die. That way your loved ones don't have to decide whether something needs to be kept because you've already given them the permission that they can let it go. So that is just a little bit of an overview of some steps to help you with this Swedish death cleaning concept. and. The book, The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning, is actually really short and might be a good audiobook to listen to as you're doing chores around the house. I would recommend it, and I'll link to that in the show notes. But let's go ahead and recap the five steps. Number one, prepare your will or medical directive, and then have important information and passwords accessible by your loved ones. Number two, create a document with your funeral and or burial wishes to share it with a loved one. Number three, scan those physical photos, even if it's a little bit at a time, and make sure you're putting in the notes who the people are. Number four, do an inventory and kind of record where you would want things to go after you would pass, and you can actually ask family members about it now. And number five, have that shoebox with things just for you with that throw away when I die note on it. And I just want to close with a quote from the actual book that I hope will be motivating to you. Do not ever imagine that anyone will wish or be able to schedule time off to take care of what you didn't bother to take care of yourself. No matter how much they love you, don't leave this burden to them. Someone will have to clean up after you. Whoever it may be will find it a burden. So I know this is kind of a strange way to look at decluttering, but I hope that it was impactful and really got you thinking about your deepest why. And I really hope this episode blessed you. And if so, feel free to share it with a friend and remember to come on over to the free Facebook group. So on Thursday, we're going to be talking to Kristen Noriega from the baby weight nutritionist podcast about how we can simplify the way that we nourish ourselves, even in times of stress and overwhelm. I'll see you on Thursday. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. 
And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. In Apple Podcasts, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.